grab a bubbly. Grab a joint. And a bag of chips. And a bag of chips. Okay, so <laughs> what are you we here to talk about? And wait. Welcome back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. Oh man! Oh, yeah, right. you know these afternoon uh, smokes and no, not working is kind of nice. Yeah, it's daylight know. time. Oh uh, wait, uh, we gotta we gotta start off the um, episode with something really nice. What's that? So great! It's your birthday. Happy birthday! Hold on, how is this supposed to work? Peace sign? Wait, I don't know. Does something like that? Peace signs? Woo! Happy birthday! Wait, it's not happening. The screen is supposed to release confetti. Hmm. there we go oh balloons okay can't even get that right but there's the balloons happy birthday travis how do you feel old felt um all right um no it's actually kind of interesting because i was kind of like when i was cleaning the uh hot tub this morning um it was kind of like i'm like sitting here thinking i'm like wow 36 i'm like this is like weird because like looking back, like at my childhood, like a lot of like the fond childhood memories you have. When I was having those memories as a, a kid, my parents are the same age that I am now. So it's kind of like a little like a mind slap of like right. kind of really where you're at in life. Um, I don't know why I was thinking that way, but it's just perspective. I think you know. Yeah, and and, and it's weird. You're coming into your own, and that's, yeah. like, crazy to think that, like, some things we just didn't understand was just so adolescent that, like, now that you're developing as a human, you're like, oh, shit, this is by design. Or, or the things that we thought, yeah. you know, that our parents did, at, you know, say 20 years ago, yeah. or even longer than that, say 30 years ago, it, it's it's kind of like, you know, we looked at our parents, and I don't want to say we made fun of our parents, but it's like... They they latched onto the simple pieces of life almost in some aspect, you know, like now I look at myself and it's like I was sitting outside and I put bird seed in my bird feeder. And I remember my dad just being obsessed with his bird feeders. So it's just kind of interesting, like how all of a sudden you just like get to the more of a simple piece of life. And in yep. and in some aspects, that's the happiness that you're kind of looking for. In some, in some, I think cases. it's when you've experienced a lot, you can feel that way. If you still have a lot to experience, and I can see why you may still be at an older age and still want to thought like yeah, it doesn't that mean excitement. that you're content or anything yeah. like that. It yeah. means that there's still a large ass world out there to explore and people to see and meet and you know. And it doesn't mean that you know just stay at home and do nothing, but it does show you that the smallest things you know do bring some of the the happiness or the moments of the peacefulness in your life. So, I kind um, of feel like this is a whole other topic in itself like the simpler things like kind of concept like what what does simpler things mean to each individual i mean that's a cool thought we can yeah maybe we we'll go dead delve down that path you know and decide where we could take this you know that's yeah. the whole point of this is just having conversation right True. so just kind of like our intent of what we were going to talk about today is kind of shifted and there's nothing wrong with that you know True. you know what's crazy that we just got so comfortable we didn't even like did we introduce ourselves I think we did briefly. We said welcome back, and then I don't think we ever even got to that point. You okay. know, okay, we're, we're we're we just kind of went into this a little. I think by now, if people are on like episode what twenty six, by now if they don't know who they are or who you never we know. are, it could be someone's first episode. But true, um, but know? regardless, um, we're now now you'll never know unless you actually see our names on everything before you actually get to the click the episode. So I'm I'm assuming you'll know us, but you, you may never know us. Who knows? Never know. Anyways, um. 
we're talking we're talking about something um i have to remember if i taking another hit because i don't remember well we're talking about the simple things in life it's how we first got started you know just how all of a sudden relating back to memories that you've had in your your parents and it came to me things um, i was talking about we were at we just came back from san francisco San Francisco was beautiful besides the day that it was very foggy and that was just like weird. Yeah, so we got back from San Francisco, but we went to the this uh, dance festival called Portola. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about, about that in a second, but as we were walking the festival, I just thought about a topic because I was constantly feeling insecure about, you know, just being in a different state and being at a festival and yet I'm like, I don't know anybody yet. I still feel self-conscious and that specifically comes down to I don't know if anyone really knows other than like personal friends I guess some people can garner it from social media I've been pretty open about getting a rhinoplasty I didn't talk about it per se but I definitely took a picture of me in a splint like laughing saying yeah I got this done lol but I had a, a rhinoplasty and I got a revision and it's been taking a huge toll on me mentally um I think people don't realize that there's a lot of um, mental games that your brain plays on you when, whenever you look into the mirror, like a little bit of a visual identity crisis because you're kind of like... For, for sure. And, and yeah. you know, and I think a lot of people um, can probably relate to that. You know, like you're not the probably the only individual out there that has something where you kind of get inside your mind and you become somewhat self-conscious oh, of in not. a way. Yeah, and, that's what the doctors were telling um, me. They were all saying, you're going to have this happen to you, but I didn't realize how bad it was going to be. Yeah, it, 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 it's um, tough, uh, you know, where it's like, it's weird how the mind kind of, you get in, you get lost in it and you start like, you're, you're like, you almost, you're like, you're, you're, you're your own worst critic in some aspect. And then and, and that's hard to, to deal with for sure, you know? So, like, um, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that hit just did you in. Yikes. But, but uh, no, I mean, so let me give a little backstory because I don't want to just come off like I just randomly got a rhinoplasty twice just for the hell of it. No. So, pretty much when I was a younger child, I never really obviously had any insecurities like that. Like the things just come as you get older. However, um, I've always had a large nose and been okay with that. I'm a man. Like I like having a big nose. It's just me. It's how I was born. Like whatever. I don't care. I didn't think of it. But once my nose was actually injured at the age of 14, it caused my breathing to be heavily impacted. And because of that, I always felt sluggish. I always felt tired. I always felt like I was panicky when I couldn't breathe from, from, you know, my only functioning nostril because one side of my nose is broken or whatever, you know, it made me always feel like panicky that I couldn't quite breathe and keep up with people ever yeah, since And that, that. has to be a, a, a tough feeling because, you know, even for myself, like I know like when you put like heavy blankets over your head and all of a sudden it becomes like a little more difficult to breathe. Like 100%. it's just, it's kind of like, I can't imagine like how like having a, like a broke like nose and a deviated septum that you couldn't breathe so that who's not claustrophobic right like there's so many people that are and imagine just feeling that way just by simply simply sitting down and you're just like trying to breathe and inhale through your nose and you just can't mm -hmm. so you know my nose then took another toll like a couple years later where it was hit in the same exact spot and further you know caused damage where to the other to the point where my other nostril was like having impaired breathing so I, I really you know virtually could not breathe through my nose and even now yeah. i still struggle so this is why it sucks for me 
but uh, you know, eventually I got the surgery. I waited like 14 years to get the surgery. Right. Uh, I was, I think I, uh, yeah, I was 27 years old. I got my accident when I was 14. Yeah. So almost 14 years, whatever. There's some math there. I don't know. But I finally got my nose fixed. <laughs> this isn't a numbers game here, so we're good. Right. Uh, I paid some money, and I don't even say some money. I paid over 10 k for the initial surgery. I, I saved $2,000 because I got a surgeon discount for paying in full cash. Um, And I won't get into, again, all the nitty-gritty details about how I like even booked this guy and whatever. But I was promised, essentially, a natural, normal nose, nothing that would be commercial or like in and out or whatever. Try to keep it true to my ethnicity yeah. and to me. So I pay all this money, and of course, you know it. All my fears came true, and I don't want to say that I manifested it because I obviously went through it with the best of intentions. I went to someone who talked, yeah, to and me especially when you, you talked to you know you talked to someone and you got you know that was a, a professional, and you you gained some trust to them, and you know, and and then especially that you saved all the money that you did do, right? You know, and and then all of a sudden you're you're left with the outcome that you weren't necessarily happy with. So it's like everything that I was afraid of happening happened in the sense that I genuinely didn't feel as though there was much that needed to be done other than the bump. I mean, I don't understand. I'm not a surgeon, but you know, so whatever they say, Oh, we'll taper this way, this way. And now, I mean, I think there's a lot of them trying to say, Oh, you know, we can't give you perfection. We're not gods. But when there's a mistake made and then someone doesn't like a mistake that's made, you know, you can't say you, Oh, you know, you, you want perfection or this is that. No, I think the bottom line is that there wasn't much that I think needed to be done. I just needed the bump. Especially since you, you can't even breathe, you know? Right. So it's one thing from aesthetics versus, you know, functionality. Yeah. You know? I'm even um, getting a little too much. Actually, I realize I'm over explaining. I'm, I'm, I'm probably getting into the storytelling, but long story short, the nose job, the rhinoplasty, whatever, wasn't done correctly. I got two different surgeons, other surgeons for a second opinion to sign off on that basically and provide all the notes to my current surgeon about this. And, you know, they, you know, at first the surgeon denied everything was like, no, if you don't like it, blah, 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 you can find other surgeons. Other surgeons gave the write off. Eventually he realized he was wrong. So he apologized to me. They promised me again for a revision. I went through, paid an additional $2,000 for a revision over $2,000 for revision. And I had to like talk that price down because they were trying to charge me for a lot more. And I was like, this is absolutely unacceptable, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But long story short, again, it's hard to talk about it without wanting to give some detail. But it, again, the revision was done and nothing good came out of it. In fact, my nose was even further sw swollen as it is now. And I can barely breathe even, even more. So I don't quite know what to do. And that regards right now, I'm still trying to figure it out day by day, but to tie it in that botched confidence, it's ironic that something went from being like a health issue to now being like a full front and center health issue and a confidence issue. Cause now yeah. I'm having to struggle with the health aspect, but now the mental health aspect and it sucks. Like, so like, were there a few things that you're trying to, I don't, I don't know, this might sound weird to ask, but like, like trying to do to help that, like, like, or what can like others do? I'm just trying to look for like a, something here that can maybe help someone else out. Oh like, no, it's miserable. Through, this, it's miserable. You know, it's, um, it's, it, there's no, it has to be, there is, you know? there's no, see the thing is, and it sucks because the world can tell you one thing about you and, and and how they feel about you and and as great as that may feel in a, in a moment's time it's not 
the reality of how you yourself feels of yourself. So I, I tell people often, you know, really understand that some people just really are struggling with something that even if you don't see, they see, and it's real to them. For sure. Yes, you can categorize it as like body dysmorphia or whatever you want to call it. I don't think it's necessarily fair just to kind of write someone off in that same aspect either and just say, oh, they have body dysmorphia. Like, no, maybe they actually have a circumstance or something that's very present and current to them that they're suffering and struggling with rather than it just being like a you know, they can't take a compliment or they're overthinking it. It's, yeah, it's not it like really, that. you know, those things I think really require a very empathetic heart and, yeah. and, and, you know, and people should be aware of those things of, you know, and, you know, I think maybe the best thing is just if you recognize something or see someone that you might not fully understand, you know, don't necessarily, like you're saying, write it off, right. you know, maybe just like, I think enter that conversation to see where they're coming from. And, and that might just be healthy because that's, you know, what we're here about is like talk through our, you know, issues, right? Yeah. Or our problems or our circumstances of life. I think um, the advice I'd give in a situation like this, when you talk about like, obviously like botched confidence, right? So botched being an extreme word, especially referring to, you know, anything plastic surgery or cosmetic that has gone wrong. Um, You know, I want to say that my confidence is affected the most, right? So my visual appearance is subjective. I really don't care if some people really like me or find me attractive in whatever way or don't, it doesn't matter because not all 8 billion people are meant for you and that's just obvious. And I wish more people would stop seeking outside validation. The validation you have for yourself is more more important and that should always come from a place of growth rather than you know, demanding it simply because you're lacking in something. Work hard, be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. That's you, all great. And you don't have to please everyone. Yeah. But when it comes to the visual... You'd be nice to everyone and be empathetic to everyone, but you don't have to please all of them. Yeah. When it comes to the visual aspect of, of oneself, though, you know, what the advice I'd give is that try to um, maybe really take your time with decisions in life whenever you are going to try to, like, quote, unquote, improve something about yourself, especially through plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery or whatever. Maybe ask yourself the true motives as to why you're getting it done is it for outside validation is it for yourself is it for health reasons like really really ask yourself be a hundred percent honest with yourself and if you are please do your research find you know the most trusted plastic surgeons doctors whatever don't go for somewhere that's cheaper i mean honestly it'll always be worth it to to save and have that money, especially if, God forbid, something does go wrong. You you should always have money as a backup. Don't just get your first however grand and then just immediately splurge on some type of cosmetic surgery. I'm telling you, it's not worth it. I think that's, you know, just with any major life um, question that you're trying to answer or, or decision that you're trying to make, you know, you always want to kind of seek out, you know, references and making, you know, yeah. second opinions, you know, just because, you know, major life altering type things, because in a sense, this was kind of life altering because, you know, your, your confidence was kind of affected on it. So it's like, yeah. you know, always look for those second opinions, I think is a, a good um, piece of advice as well. Just everything, you know, the, the third, um, doctor i went to is actually the one i ended up like going with and the irony is that the other doctors were more like known and they charged a lot more and i had no problem especially since i put a deposit on the second doctor again the one being the most expensive 
But it was when the last doctor had kind of sold me up the river saying like, oh, you know, the naturalness that you're going to get, like you're, we're holding it so true to you. Like you, it'll be so seamless. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want that higher end stuff. I'm telling you, they're going to pick and prod at your face and tell you what you need to improve on and try to make you look most perfect. Like you're just coming in here to just fix the bump, right? I'm like, yeah, like that's literally all I want. Of course, I couldn't go just medical because they had explained to me that physical outside yeah. appearance would just be altered and there's no real cosmetic that'll, uh, you know, make your nose visually more aligned after the surgery. So I was like, all right, well, that's scary. You know, so I just went with the third person. So even after doing your research, do not try to save money. Don't listen to people based off of their talks, like their chats with you. Listen to reviews and other customers because, I mean, well, this is almost the same thing. Like, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to take materialistic things and kind of compare it to, you know, y- your body and your function of your nose. You could, though. But, but uh, like, what I kind of relate to also, not relate, but another comparison would be like when I'm buying something, there's different levels. Like, there's like the expensive stuff and then there's the cheap knockoff stuff. Okay, the cheap knockoff stuff might all of a sudden like work, right? But it's probably going to break, or it's not as good, or something's going to like you know, and then you're just going to have to replace it and replace it and replace it. So like, long term, you want to look at something that's actually functional, useful, you know, that looks good, you know, works. You put put a little bit more money into it, and it's kind of the same thing like you're saying here is just because you can save a couple thousand dollars on something because some guy convinced you of something, don't. Because it's like your livelihood here. It's it's completely my analogy. Mind you, here, these people but... are all in close proximity, like no further than 10 miles away. So it wasn't even like. Not like you're I in went... a state of like, you know, Arkansas or something where you have like two surgeons in the entire state versus yeah. you're in, you know, a metropolitan area. Yeah. So this person should have still been highly qualified to perform and deliver results based off of their quote unquote credentials. But, you know, based off of what I've been hearing they have not been doing well and have had multiple complaints. So I just want to preface the fact that, you know, it could be even, you know, a place where a city that's known for good surgeons, like they, he this could have just been the wrong one, like in the area, you know? So that's a little advice. Yeah. You know, for your confidence, like I, I want to shift it over to you now. Cause I like, like that I gave a little story time, but I also want to see how this can kind of apply to this topic because that's what we're working on too is, you know, oftentimes we we have topics that we talk about and like find that full unison together, but oftentimes as well, we'll have a separate thought and, you know, I would like to also get to know your perspective on it too. Yeah. So I think for myself, it's, you know, this is a interesting one. I don't have necessarily... A nose story. Um, so I so, <laughs> um, don't really have that. Um, but something I, I really think that it's, it's, I do have some self-confidence areas, I think, over times. And um, a what lot has of- impacted your confidence, not a lack of or whatever there was, <laughs> if, if that's the case. Like, I want to know how, like, you had something that you were so confident about and then it just got fucked up. Like, something just, like, kind of, like, came and was like... Um... Like botched confidence. It's not like a lack of confidence. That's not the topic. Botched confidence is more like something that killed your confidence. I don't know if I really like. I I can't think of anything besides. Have you ever been thrown off your guard and just kind of felt like really you overthought it and you're like, damn, am I not that as much as that? I normally don't get into situations before that. Oh my god, Miss Little Perfect. 
you know, the the only thing I can kind of think that was thrown off my guard, and but I don't think I've lost confidence from it is, you know, our little incident back in February. But oh, when I got jumped, yes, that that, that incident. Oh, but yeah. that's not really where I was thrown off my guard because of the situation. But I don't know if I necessarily lost confidence. If anything, I kind of like learned from you know being aware of you know there's crazy people out there. Oh my god! It must be so nice to be you. No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> but like, I'm, it, I'm trying. It's refreshing. No, I actually like really enjoy getting to it, it talk to someone who's like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm secure. Like, if anything, that's awesome. Like, I mean, there, there's you're some the opposite side of the coin. I have multiple like self confidence. You're a different coin. You know, well, maybe this is maybe this is what it is. Is that more? I see it's a lack of self confidence. But at the time, that was a period where I lost it. Huh. So. When you lose your confidence, or then do you become a lack of confidence because you don't have it because you lost it? I'm talking about something in life that you were just so sure of yourself. When I say sure of myself, I don't mean I was like, oh, I'm the shit. Like, look at me. I meant more no, I really like, this don't is, think I had anything like this that. This is me. This is me. And, and whatever you see is me. And I don't really give a shit. And it never has impacted my romantic relationships or my ability to hold any type of friendship uh, or relationship you know because i was just i'm sure of myself like there was never anything that i doubted but i've never had such a visual like fuck like a mental fuck before because oftentimes you'll look in the mirror and you'll just be like like what the fuck like you you went 27 years of your life looking a certain way and to you the center of your face changing is so drastic to anybody. Like no one just looks in the mirror after something like that and just thinks, wow. So I think I'm kind of I'm having a little bit more of a confessional, uh, honest, vulnerable feeling about how I view myself. And it can come off very annoying because it's like, it sounds like who gives a fuck, just get over it. But it, it it's more, like I said, more of a mental fuck than anything else. Because yeah. I really don't give a fuck about other people's validation. I don't. It's more about myself. It's like, how the fuck can I, like, get past such a mental block of of, of disdain in myself just based off of my visual? Because it's, yeah. like, it's like, who the fuck are you that just kind of, like, hijacked my face? Yeah, I don't really... Going back to the Sounds whole... stupid, though. You know, yeah. have I ever, like, all of a sudden, you know, get in a situation of, like, what the fuck just happened there? Like, no. I don't, I don't really have... I don't... I can't think of anything. Yeah. And I have lots of self-confidence pieces, but nothing where all of a sudden like thrown off and I'm like, I don't really know what happened there. And I lost some confidence from that moment. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird how like two different individuals here come from completely two different personality perspectives and relatabilities. Yeah. It's kind of dumb. (laughs) (laughs) all of it's dumb everything is dumb everything everything that your brain does to trick you is just fucking dumb it's sucks but it's dummy (laughs) i don't know i I, kind of wonder like is is some of it related to uh, i've had moments but i've always like just turned them into things i've learned like more like from a realist or an optimism type thing where i take that piece of life that's happened to me and i turned it into such a very optimistic realism and learn from it where it's nothing where i basically i just keep going up i level up all right 
I'm level 3.6 right now. Listen, <laughs> that's great and dandy, but unless you're mentally ill, you're not relatable. I'm just kidding. Wow. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's, um, that was, that's a reference to our last episode. I think it was called like victim card or some shit like that. I was too high to remember. Or I'm currently too high to remember. Self-confessional card? Yeah, that one. So... <laughs> That episode kind of talks about how people use mental illness as like kind of a weapon. So it's not mocking mental illness. It's more about like how do we like legitimize it versus like call call it out as yeah you know just fucking what was I trying to say again? I'm high. I'm, Victims. Yeah, I'm sorry. Don't be a victim. Don't be a fucking um, victim. All right. Anyway, on that note, um, I think we're uh going to go find some chips. We're gonna find some chips. Um, just. <laughs> Don't be botched. Do your research. Stop being dumb and don't save money. And or learn- save money. Actually, Han, don't save money. The- saving money is dumb because <laughs> it will get you botched. It gets you botched. <laughs> if you don't, if you uh, don't save money, you could still get botched, but you may have a less likely chance to get botched. You're going to get a. And but next... save save a lot of money though on top of that money because you also need a backup plan just in case you do get If you're going to get botched, at least make it expensive. <laughs> <laughs> if you do get botched, make it expensive. Make it make it um designer and have some class. Yeah. All right, on that note, go grab your another bubbly and another bong or joint. And let's get high. Bye. Bye.